Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Good afternoon and welcome to America's Heroes Group Roundtable with partner National Coalition Homeless Veterans. November is Military Family Appreciation and Alzheimer's Disease Awareness Month. It's November 20th, 2021. I am a Vietnam veteran host, Cliff Kelly. And he is the host. <laughs> we, are, <laughs> we have the hostess of the mostest in the class. <laughs> so, Governor Talk Radio. So, I'm his co-host, Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold. The executive producer is Glenda Smith. Uh, the digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions, doing a phenomenal job as usual. And we have our panelists on the line, uh, Catherine Monet, who's the ex- uh, chief executive officer of the National Coalition for Homeless Veterans. We have to thank her and pray for her every day for the work she's doing out there to help out veterans. And we have Ralph Cooper, who is uh, every day rolling out of bed and pushing his feet towards getting something done for our veterans. And he is the Community and Residential Veteran Services Coordinator, Cloud Break Houston, LLC, and co-founder of the National Coalition for Homeless Veterans. Uh, today's discussion is how to support veterans experiencing at risk of homelessness through the holiday season. I am so honored to have both of you mm-hmm. on again. Uh, you always do a phenomenal job. Tell us what is going on. I'll start with Catherine. <laughs> well, first of all, it's great to see you both today, Cliff and Colonel Arnold. This feels like a very special day. I'm excited. But we just wanted to come on today to talk a little bit about the holiday season because, you know, the holiday season for all of us who have homes and have families and those connections can be a really great time, right? It can be very exciting. You get to see people who you haven't seen in a long time, especially because of COVID, right? Right. You get to eat a lot of great things. You probably get some gifts and have some really great things happen in your life. But for someone who's experiencing homelessness, um, the reality is that the holidays are not always the time that, you know, those of us housed people might have, right? Like, it's a very different scenario. And I, I think we just wanted to talk a little bit about that today with you and your audience. Oh, you know, one, one thing you can maybe touch on really quickly is the difference between this holiday season and the ones prior, because at least we went through it, I guess, in part in 2020. But in the holiday season, you know, right now we're going through a season where, uh, people aren't on the streets as much, you know, because of the pandemic. So people are staying away from crowded places. And that's where people, vent- mm-hmm. veterans, have that personal contact many times. So is this different? You know, is this a different year? I think it feels a little different to me for a number of reasons. And I think some of it is because certain things are starting to reopen um, in certain communities. We're seeing a lot of the investments from the recovery plan pay off, and we're seeing some new affordable housing and veterans kind of moving on into housing. But I do think that there's still this kind of group of folks who are outside in encampments and in many communities across the country, we're actually seeing 
a lot of really damaging things being done in the name of public safety, where they're actually sweeping encampments and pushing people from place to place across town and um, doing things that are just really hard on the people who are experiencing homelessness. Hmm. Okay, Ralph, give us your take. Uh, it looks like you have a, you, the last time I see you, you have a nice uh, trim mustache and beard. Hey, 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 wait a minute now. They're both looking good. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> they are both looking good. They're both wearing orange. So something's yeah, going on there. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Um, I appreciate you, you uh, noticing that. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, one of the, the one of the things that really sticks out is that what what COVID and this new the new uh, variant virus has done is is forced a lot of our veterans who would normally get not really as fast as we like action from the VA, but you know they they were uh, had to go through all kinds of troubles to go and and. and visit the VA. Some of them couldn't visit the VA. And this this time of the year particularly is very, very stressful for a lot of our veterans who, who served overseas. And it's Thanksgiving. It's family time. It's getting ready to become Christmas. A lot of these veterans, especially those who are on the brink of homelessness or, or homeless or just coming out of homelessness, have been isolated away from their family. And so right now they're, they're very stressed. And right now what we need to do is try to make them feel uh, as at home as possible and try our best to try to hook them up with family if that's possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, you know, mm-hmm. what, what is the... You know, because you were mentioning, uh, Catherine, you, you were saying that people are in encampments and those kinds of things. You know, what can we do to reach them? You know, right now I'm, I was talking to uh, Operation Push with Jesse Jackson and those people. You know, they, they were talking about 100 uh, turkey dinners going out to veterans uh, that they are going to uh, planning on doing at the end of this uh, week. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, what can we do? Because people are afraid and you know, they may be afraid of approaching veterans because of all this COVID stuff, but I got vaccinated. I got my three doses. I'm not worried. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm going out to talk to people. And uh, I'm, I'm not sure of what we can do, you know, to make sure that, because uh, we talk about social, it's social distancing, but not social isolation or social abandonment, mm-hmm. you know, or a social disconnection. It's a whole different thing with this COVID thing. So what should we be doing to help these veterans during this time? Well, so there are a couple of things that I would recommend. And I I think the first thing, right, is seeing someone who's experiencing homelessness as a human, right? Like someone who's just like you, just like me, but is just struggling for financial reasons or other reasons and is out there. Um, You know, I hear a lot from people experiencing homelessness that it is really like you can go for days without anyone saying hi to you, right? People kind of avoid you because you're out there and they think, oh, he's going to ask me for money or she's going to ask me for money. So, I'm not even going to look. And I think just a simple acknowledgement, um, if you're somebody who really cares about people, right, you could, in fact, reach out to local organizations in your community and see what kind of needs they have to support some of their outreach efforts, right? 
I think a lot of the time you don't realize how impactful just a fresh pair of socks can be or Mm. a new coat or something for someone's outside. But ultimately, right, I think as someone who's interested in this, it is on all of us to look at our communities and think about the fact that it's not acceptable for people to be outside with nowhere to go. And we do need to think about how we can encourage communities to build enough affordable housing and have supports for people who need them, right? Because at the end of the day, talking to people and helping them out when they're on the streets is nice. That'll make their lives a little more comfortable, but it doesn't actually solve their problems. And oftentimes what you hear from people experiencing homelessness is that there are so many outreach workers who come and see them and make all of these promises, but very few of them can actually deliver on what they say that they're going to promise. And so what that can lead to, right, is a desire to disengage with the system, to not accept genuine offers of service when they may come. And so I think that can kind of complicate matters. You know, is that place a place, that, you know, for yourself, Catherine, or, you know, for Ralph, um, that people can go to a website to find out what mm-hmm. is it that veterans need? You know, is there a list? Is there something that we can use to purchase things? Because, you know, we, we all are coming out of this pandemic, and it has been very, very mm-hmm. bad and depressing. People have lost family members and all those kinds of things. And we need to turn this country around. Right now we have so much division and so much, you know, polarization in this country. This is the time for people to start thinking about what does it mean to be an American and what should we be doing for those veterans, the people who put their lives on the line for this country. And so it's a time for us to turn around. So is there a place people can go and look at the resources and what they think that they can do, a care package, something for the people who are veterans, not just to, you know, for the holidays every day, sure. of course, mm-hmm. but especially during the holidays because we know mental health, depression, all those things are tied to the holidays. Well, one of the things that uh, people can do is, is try to um, push those folks that they've come across that are home. Um, to places like um, the, the 500-unit housing complex that I work with in Houston for previously homeless veterans. I mean, they, they were homeless when we got them, but now they're housed. And um, through the National Coalition, we can help, because we're a national organization, we can help identify places where you can refer um homeless veterans too and uh we have a five like i said a 500 person campus both men and women who were military previously homeless and now they they need um all of our attention to help them as they become more and more independent um there are agencies and organizations that take time take this time to provide food for like for uh the men and women that are on my on my particular property Cloudbreak Houston and they some of the churches come and provide fully cooked meals um, mm-hmm. we have other uh, entities come and and provide uh entertainment and like you were talking about about care packages the problem is is that we don't know all of the veterans out there on, on the street that need the help. Um, you, and so it's kind of hard to say, hey, here's a number, call this number, send a package, send some goods, 
but you can try to locate where uh, these kinds of facilities like mine are in your town that are servicing those men and women. And and because it costs a lot of money to um, house, feed, and otherwise care for these men and women uh, and any assistance that uh, that can be uh, provided by you is, is always welcome. Yeah, and, you know, mm-hmm. when I go back to World War II, because I was thinking about, you know, how, you know, uh, you know, African-American veterans, when they came back, they weren't part of the com- country, right? So we had segregation, we had all those other things. But when with veterans coming back now, whether they are white, African-American, Latino, Asian, mm-hmm. you know, if they are on the street and homeless and their children are affected as well, it is, it's, you know, they put their lives on the line to defend a country that says that you are supposed to be able to live to this American dream. And now you're affecting generations yeah. of people. It's not just that particular person see, you're seeing in front of you. It's their entire family. And it's also a degradation to our country because the skills and abilities and talents that many of these veterans have are not being utilized and sometimes you have mental health issues involved, getting adequate medical care and getting help and getting housing so they can get in their feet and then contribute to the country. But they are, they have already gone beyond the call of duty, and it is absolutely pathological on our parts not to be extending things to them and helping them. Yeah. So what well, – yeah, go ahead. No. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think you're, you know, one of the, my biggest problems has always been it's an oxymoron to talk about a homeless beggar. I mean, this is in, in the richest country in the world. Um, however, that is the case. And this, the COVID and all the other kinds of things are compounding. We're going to have an increase in homelessness, period, and homelessness among veterans as this cooler and winter weather moves forward. Mm-hmm. So um, the, the uniting with your family is a real big, um, as a, as a big issue. And we wish to try to get our veterans reconnected. That's, that's a, that's, that's very problematic because like I said, you know, we, we have 500 units, but they're single occupants. They're not family. I mean, you know, there are some facilities that that cater to the entire family for the veteran, but ours is is, is individual. Yeah. So we do try to get them reconnected, but some of them, sometimes our veterans have burnt bridges. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, whether it's through um, trying to self-medicate to get through some of the horrors and nightmares of, of the war or whether it's um, what being uh, drug addicted or what have you have done some things that have made the family members not make them welcome. Yeah. And so trying to reconnect and, and, and let them know that, you know, I'm homeless, but I'm not uh, a monster. I'm, I'm, I need to, to be reconnected with my children, reconnected with my sister, brother, mother, father. Mm-hmm. So, if, yeah, if, yeah, uh, I just if, wanted to add, yeah. Can, uh, 
what have you been able to work out with people you know and whatever issues we're dealing with, which are many, 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 uh, that's been, a, been helpful? Mm-hmm. Well, so there are a couple of things, right? Mm-hmm. And I think thing one is that we're working really hard on extending out some of the bigger program changes that we've seen at VA related to COVID so that they can be permanent and they can sort of stick around to help veterans in the long term. Um, thing two is that in the Build Better Back Build Back Better Act, I'm sorry, I got that all wrong the first time. In the Build Back Better Act, there is actually an extension of VA's enhanced use leasing program, which is the way that VA utilizes its under or unutilized medical center campus like facilities and structures, right? to create more affordable housing for veterans, particularly supportive housing, like the kind of housing that Mr. Cooper um, runs down in Houston. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thing three, and there are so many things, but I think the last thing, when you think about the holidays and supports, right, it's really about working with your community partners to make sure that they've got what they need to make veterans that they're serving feel celebrated in whatever form, right? And so oftentimes, there are community providers out there, and generally they'll be putting out lists right around now. So there's one that I work with specifically here in D.C., and they actually do uh, um, like a secret Santa for the veterans in the building. And so they ask the veterans, you know, what do they want? And then they accept volunteers to buy every veteran a Christmas gift, right? They also have corporations that come in and do, you know, gift bags for them, toiletries and things for outreach and um you know, a whole host of things. And so I do think that, you know, what Mr. Cooper said earlier is right. If you're in a community where there is an organization organization serving veterans, it's important to reach out to them and see what kind of gaps they have in terms of what they need for their veterans because they oftentimes have the very best um, insights in terms of, oh, our veterans really would love something other than chicken for dinner tonight or, <laughs> oh, our veterans, you know, have this library, but we could really use more books or Maybe they need more folks to volunteer and do activities, right? I mean, there's a whole host of ways that anyone can get engaged. And I just think that in this season in particular, when it is kind of like a season of abundance where we're giving thanks, we're celebrating, connecting with family, it's also important to look and think about how we lift others up as well. Yeah, because when Ralph was talking, you know, it made me think about uh, someone we know really well in Chicago, Judge Hooks, but he is uh, with the Veterans Court, and Mm -hmm. he has been doing incredible job you know making sure that veterans um, don't pay the price of you know no. uh, some kind of misdemeanor something happening that they could have yeah. uh, could have been avoided and making sure that they go try to get into job training programs and you know trying to redirect their uh, their path and mm-hmm. so I think what mm-hmm. you're saying is just uh, absolutely right we we have to understand that people are human I love what you said uh, that these veterans are just as human as you are, <laughs> and uh, that they have a higher calling they, they uh, stepped up to, but they are still uh, people that should be respected and uh, just given dignity to. And so, so you know, as, as we're doing this, um, I'm wondering, how, how do you think uh, we should approach veterans? So if you see uh, a homeless veteran on the street or, you know, you see a camp, what what should you do? How should you approach it, or how should you, um, you know, talk to, talking to the veteran? Is that enough, or what what should you be doing? Well, there are a couple of things, and one, of course, uh, you can always give them the coalition um, 
800 number okay. uh, so that they can call and speak to someone at the National Coalition. Would you want to get that uh, number if, down? If, yeah. Go ahead, Kat. So I can do it's 1-800-VET-HELP, V-E-T-H-E-L-P, very simple. You made it really easy. <laughs> Even uh-huh. I can remember that. Yeah. <laughs> say, it and also, say, say it once more. What is it? 1-800-VET-HELP. That's what I thought. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. And, and another thing, in t- and if you do happen to, to uh, come across a veteran that's homeless and and he's, he's talking about his feelings and so forth. You know, um, this is a time of year, too, when suicide is, is prevalent. And so we want to make sure that we're uh, helping the veteran by taking and turning them towards someone who can help. You know, we're not, we're not trying to tell them or try to judge them or any of that sort of thing or that, that what they're doing, they ought to, you know, stop doing that, don't do that. You try to talk to them and get them to talk to someone on a suicide prevention line or, you know, or I'm, I'm still touting uh, 1-800-VET-HELP because that is a place that definitely they can get their, their answers and get their needs met. So, you know, we just have to be cognizant, and I, I like. I also like what Catherine reminded us that these men and women are human, just like us. You know, I would love to put that. I hope I'm. You know, I'm gonna make one. I one suggestion. You make a bumper sticker because I put that on my car. One eight hundred vet help, <laughs> so everyone yeah. can see it. <laughs> that needs to be out there so people yeah. understand that veterans are in need for that. Yeah. <laughs> Think about that, folks. That's a, that's a good one, Colonel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm, 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 you know, uh, Catherine already has me going, making my shopping list in my head. I have to go and buy some socks on my way home today and get some uh, things that I think that people need uh, who are out there, uh, because this this holiday season, uh, I, I, you know, if you leave vets alone, as a veteran, you can't leave vets alone because they're they're part of your family. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm encouraging that's every right. veteran who's out there. Uh, we have more uh, people who are in homes who are veterans than who are homeless. So we have to take care of our own, too. Mm-hmm. So it's incumbent upon each one of us to reach out to, I'm going to make a, a, a thing, 10 veterans. You have to reach out to 10 veterans mm-hmm. during the holidays and do something good for them when you see that they're in that situation and they're homeless. And and you give them the numbers, too, the 1-800-VET-HELP. See, even I can remember that. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a, a very easy – they must have been thinking about me when you made that number. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but if, if people want to go online to help donate, because I know you need funding, you need all kinds of help, especially around this time of year, where can people go uh, to find out more about your organization? So they can reach us online at www.nchv.org. Uh, we're also on social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Oh, you got it all covered. <laughs> yeah, I'm just catching up to, you know, my technology level. <laughs> so I, I, and I recognize Facebook and now I think tweets. <laughs> so those are my, my things. But, uh, but, you know, we have about um, – two uh, more minutes to go. I want to give each one of you a minute to say 
what is mm-hmm. it that you think is so important? And, and a, maybe a success story that you've seen or something that you recognize as being so valuable in the experience of that someone like myself, if I reach out to a veteran who's homeless, what can I expect in return and myself about how I feel about what I'm doing? So I'll start with Catherine. Ooh. Well, you know, I think when you reach out and write it, every veteran is different. And I mean, I've worked with a number over the course of my career. And uh, I mean, uh, this is going to sound sappy, right? But because I do like when veterans get housing, like that's my favorite part. Like, okay, you got housing. Great. You got the job. Great. You're secured and you're settled. Right. But I, I think the one thing to remember, right, is that not every veteran's going to be open to hearing from a stranger, right? Because They've oftentimes been promised time and time again, I'll come back, I'll show up, I'll get you, I'll bring you this, and it doesn't always happen. So I think it's important to be open to what the veteran says they need, right, and to do your best to find a way for them. And, you know, I I think the reward is not necessarily for us, right? The reward is that the veteran becomes, you know, sort of – secure in themselves and in their place in the world and that they're not having to suffer outside anymore. I mean, it's mm. dangerous out there. It's cold. I mean, you're in Chicago. Yes. At freezing. Chicago's cold, yes. you know? Yes. And so, you know, the reward is it's just knowing that someone else has a safe place to sleep and that they're good. And you don't got to worry about them no more. And Great. I think that for me is the best part. Okay, Ralph, we have, uh, we're running out of time, but uh, tell me what you think. From, <laughs> from homelessness, to home ownership. I think the biggest thing for me is to watch one of my veterans who was previously homeless on the street have figured out a way to to, to uh, apply for and get a home of his own. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, the banks are welcoming veterans mm-hmm. because they can utilize their GI Bill. Mm-hmm. And they can, with no money down, they can own their own home. So... If you if you ever think about something and it doesn't and it's not far fetched because a lot of people say, "Wow, you're talking about owning your home and a guy's got to have something to eat tomorrow." Yes, I am. But the seed has to be planted. And guess what? I have witnessed many veterans who have gone from homelessness to homelessness. Fantastic. So I just want to thank our partner, National Coalition for Homeless Veterans, uh, Ralph Cooper. Catherine Monet, you walk on water. We thank you so much for what you do. And uh, we are going to go to a commercial break. But remember that number, 1-800-VET-HELP. Even I can remember that. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit AmericasHG.org.